What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Hope everybody is doing well as the week continues. And we have some great baseball to discuss, some great things going on around the league, some new developments that we've uncovered. Let's just jump right into it. So let's go to Chicago. Let's start on the south side of Chicago, where the Orioles took on the White Sox. And a lot of good things are happening for the Orioles, you know, these these past few days. You know, they had Austin Hayes hit for the cycle the other night at home in Baltimore, and they go on this road trip to Chicago. And now Adley Rutschman, he he's starting to get a feel for this for this whole major league thing. You know, he led the Orioles to a win over the White Sox. They won four nothing. He had a career best three RBIs, including a home run. So Rutschman we know much hyped was a former number one overall pick, number one prospect in baseball. Had I mean he's only been up in the big leagues for like a little over a month, I think like five weeks or so, maybe six weeks. And he had a rough start, but he's starting to turn a corner. He launched his second home run of the season and drove in three, a guaranteed rate field. But the thing with Rutch is that that's always been that's made him an attractive prospect is the fact that he's a catcher who can hit. You don't often get catchers with this kind of offensive profile. And that's what you see with Adley Rutschman. You know, his first 15 games as a major leaguer. Yeah, so he came, his first game was on May 21st. So he's really only been up for a month, which is nothing. But he struggled those first 15 games. Had just eight hits over 56 at-bats. But since then, he has really turned a corner. Rutschman is 24. And... You know, over his past 12 games, he's hitting 304 with eight doubles, two homers, seven ribbies, and get this, just six strikeouts over his past 12 games. And we're seeing him really come in there and, and look really comfortable in the box. So he was, th- this is normal. This is completely normal. Most players have to undergo an adjustment period. And Rushman will probably have to undergo another adjustment period because, you know, he came up, looked a bit uncomfortable now he's looking comfortable pitchers will find out how to pitch to him they'll find out his weakness and then you know the pendulum will swing back and forth until he settles in there because guys with this kind of pedigree you know with this kind of hype very rarely do they end up being busts i mean we remember the the few busts but i mean how often does that happen how often does that happen we just remember them because that's you know it's easy to remember but when guys end up having a good career, we we don't give the scouts credit for getting it right. More often than not, the scouts get it right. And they're going to get it right with Rutschman. You know, Rutschman, Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez, all these guys have made their major league debut this season. None of them came out the gate like fans imagined, but all of them are now settling in and looking really good. But if we stay in Chicago, I don't want to give a shout out to the Orioles outfield. They put on a defensive clinic in this in this game. This was their second straight shutout. A pitcher is only as good as his defense. And the Orioles defense came to play on Thursday night. This was their seventh shutout of the season. And their outfield in particular was really sharp. Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Anthony Santander. You know, all those guys were unbelievable. And here's how each of them made their mark on Thursday's game. So Austin Hayes was in right field, coming fresh off of a cycle on Wednesday night. 
And like like we said the other day, he's a candidate for an all-star spot. But he added more to his resume with two spectacular plays in the field on Thursday. I mean, in the eighth inning, he robbed Jake Berger's liner to right field with a crucial catch. There was a runner on first and only one out. I mean, if he misses that, the whole game changes. But, you know, he hustled at 28.4 feet per second, covered 75 feet of outfield grass, made an incredible diving catch. And then he also recorded his sixth outfield assist of the season in the fourth inning when he threw out Gavin Sheets at the plate. And that throw, the throw that he made home, came in at 96.4 miles an hour. That's the second fastest outfield assist by an Oriole since 2016 when the same guy, Austin Hayes, did it 97.6 miles an hour. So he has a cannon. He's in right field for a reason. But... That was Hayes' sixth outfield assist of the season. That ranks him second in the American League, tied for third in the majors. And we move over to center field, Cedric Mullins. So, I mean, his was just speed. I mean, his speed was all over the field. He had an incredible grab in the eighth inning. Um, I mean, yeah, his wheels just saved another run. Gavin Sheets sent a ball with exit velo of 99 miles an hour to deep right center field. And Mullins just used his sprint speed to cover a lot of ground. He covered, I mean, he went at, let's just say, it was 29.1 feet per second. We know 30 feet per second is, is considered elite. But he tracked it down rather easily to end the inning. And, you know, he had another one when Jose Abreu crushed crushed the ball to right center. And Mullins tracked it down. I mean, that it was a ball like up, I mean, we'll probably would have hit the base of the fence. In right center field, but you know Mullins gets there in time with speed. That's what center fielders are supposed to do. Then to left field, I mean Santander didn't get much action in left field, but when he did, he made the most of it. I mean they had a runner on first and a three-run lead in the seventh. He had just three and a half seconds to catch Andrew Vaughn's line drive to left, and he sprinted and caught the ball to end the inning. So a defensive clinic. They had a no-fly zone out there in the Orioles outfield, and they helped their Help their pitcher, Dean Kramer. They got the win. They got the shutout. Moving over to Atlanta. So the the Braves got yet another win. Surprise, surprise. No surprise there, but they got a f- comeback 4-3 win. And now they have moved to within four of the Mets. You know, the Mets just got out to this blistering start and and it seemed like oh obviously when it's early no one is going to bury their different opponents early not even the yankees anything can happen at this point but the braves have gotten really hot and they've moved themselves within four of the mets so all of a sudden that nl east is is competitive but the guy behind behind their victory yesterday really was dansby swanson two home runs on the day and dansby swanson is having a breakout season so dansby swanson is is a guy who also was a first overall pick, I believe, back in twenty yeah twenty fifteen. He was a number one overall pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks. So just as I was saying, with Adley Rutschman, you know, guys like this uh, end up being pretty good. Most of the time, they end up being pretty good. Dansby Swanson, this season he's hitting three oh two with twelve homers and eight sixty eight OPS. He's twenty eight. He's right in his prime. That's usually the the prime, the peak age for a baseball player, and. He entered Thursday ranked fifth among National League players in war. And, you know, this is what you envision Dansby doing when he came to the majors at a young age. It's taken him some time to become this player, but I'm sure the Braves are happy to have him do this now, eventually. You know, 
He's among the National League leaders in war. And he's just been blistering over, over the past two months. The Braves have lost just three of 21 games this month. And Swanson has hit 372 with a 1083 OPS this month. He's also provided plus value with his glove and good leadership in the clubhouse. So he's he's doing good stuff. I mean, if you look at if you look at guys that are playing really well for the Braves, there are a lot of them. There Dan, there's Dansby, there's Austin Riley, Acuna, Matt Olson, and then the pitchers. I mean, there's so many guys on the pitching staff. There's a reason why this team is the reigning World Series champion. So the Braves continue their winning ways. Let's head to Pittsburgh. Let's head to Pittsburgh. So this was a walk-off victory by the Pirates. Michael Chavis hit a walk-off single in the 10th inning. But, you know, there was a bit of a scare here because Key Brian Hayes, I mean, he appears to have injured his shoulder on a collision here. He scored the winning run, but he rammed his left shoulder into catcher Wilson Contreras to do so. And, you know, Key Brian Hayes is, is a prized asset for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He went in sliding head first, tried to reach for the plate with the left hand. You know, Contreras was there at the dish and just gets his shoulder stuck in a mess. And no one really knew what to do. Like, you celebrate the win. I mean, they, they just went to went to find Key Brian Hayes and try to, I mean, the medical staff was attending to him right away. But this is a scary moment. It's a pretty scary moment. I mean, it was pretty ugly looking if you look at the replay. So hopefully Hayes, I mean, honestly, hopefully he's okay because this is someone who's been hurt quite a bit here in the early going in his career. When he's been healthy, he's been really good, but hopefully he's not going to be out for an extended period of time. Hayes and Brian Reynolds homered in this game. So, I mean, obviously you want to see them. Ch- Chavis homered too. He homered as well. Pirates have gotten a jolt here the past few days, ever since the weekend. They had a good weekend. The, the young players have really have really performed and given them something to cheer for. But obviously the Pirates have a long way to go, but they've been winning some games here these past few days, or this week, I should say. If we head to the Twin Cities, Minnesota, the Twins beat the Guardians 1-0. This was really Devin Smeltzer sizzling with six shutout innings on the day. They they won this game 1-0. It was a Nick Gordon solo home run, and the Twins just pitched pitched the heck out of this game they looked really good Carlos Correa was three for four you know his numbers are looking really good after you know some people had had question marks they were saying hey was Carlos Correa overpaid coming in the season but his numbers are looking stellar and just as good if not better than they were last year so no worries about him three for four he's up to 303 average 834 OPS right there and you'll take that you'll take that all day long if you are a Twins fan, and you hope he stays because he has an opt-out in his contract, and you hope he stays in the offseason, but he's got a good deal for him. He can stay, make another, I think it's like 33 to $35 million, or he can hit the open market, try to get a long-term deal, but he's fine financially. So that's what we have for today, folks. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.